The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. We're going to cause trouble. Scott Farrell is calling the shots from the sideline. We're going to make fun of people. We're going to hurt people's feelings. It's Farrell on the bench. I believe in whipped cream with everything. It's Farrell on the bench in the biggest way possible. Hanging out the best. He's working in the bad. I'm going to bad. We are live in the Magic City Studios in the Parola Palace, right across the river through the woods from where Granny loves rolling up fatties of the boogie board infused in New York City, the Big Apple. Ooh. People dress in plastic bags, directed traffic, some kind of fashion, shake it up, should be. All my friends come around, flat to flat to party, all brats on the west side, bed bugs uptown, but the best is out to tatter, my brain splattered all over, man, I'm should be shaking. Ooh, 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 uh, yeah, yeah, should do that, uh, yeah, yeah, ooh, 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 I think I'm out of cause, I'm from K, yeah, yeah, ooh, 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 yeah, yeah, should do that, ooh, 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 hey, what's gigging, I'm Pharrell with your boy, <sighs> Harbor High, and we're gigging tonight. Um, first thing I wanted to say is, uh, I mean, I don't even know what the hell just happened because I was watching the uh, the Nets Knicks pretty much all night, right? And I mean, uh, the Nets are just hair dryer city. I mean, they are absolutely terrible right now without. Kyrie without the Slim Reaper, uh, you know, no Simmons yet. I mean, when's he going to show up next year? I mean, like, I mean, he's only had off the whole season. What's he need some more mental space time? And then, you know, they're getting their ass beat by 30 in this game, right? But I mean to tell you, the Knicks... <laughs> they are the president of the hairdryer club. I mean, they are even worse. <laughs> I mean, how in God's name did they blow this game? I mean, honestly, it's hairdryer city watching these two play. I mean, it is hairdryer city. I mean, I, I can't even believe what I see. Patty Mills on the corner, brick, still loose. Aldridge trying to save it. Mills saves it to Brown. No time left to foul by the Knicks. And then Brooklyn's on three. Oh, the humanity. <laughs> oh, the Knicks are terrible. Anyway, um, so uh, 106, 103, 16 seconds left, and the Nets have the ball. And uh, I posted earlier that the uh, the Nets, uh, Hairdryer City, and then um, – I just uh, I'm gonna have to repost that the the Knicks are worse. The the Nets are hairdryer club, and then now the Knicks are you know paying members. Can you believe Carver they blew that game? Absolutely stunning. Uh, it, it's hard 
hard for me to believe it. 28-point lead. What have the Knicks blown, like, three or four games in a row with 20-point leads? I mean, they suck. I mean, every They're game. so bad. I mean, every game. Every game. I mean, they blow every game. It's truly unbelievable. So, uh, we welcome our radio affiliates to the program. Uh, Sirius XM, Mightier 1090. ESPN Radio in San Diego. Near Tijuana, do you wanna? Sports Map Radio, Sports Byline, USA. Armed forces all over the globe. And protecting our NATO friends near Ukraine. Give me a hoorah, it's a hoorah. Gotta tell you, Carver, I had a rough day. Yes. I had a just a real bad luck day, and uh, I noticed earlier that um, the fans are all very uh, compassionate about my problem. Did you see the one guy wanting to Wally Pip me? Did he? Yeah, he gave me the Wally Pip. Just you know, replace him. Guy's Somebody always on vacation. That? Said I was on vacation again. Yeah. Some vacation I had today with the technical problems I had. Yeah, a lot of technical problems. Have you ever seen a worse day for us ever with technical problems? Oh, my Uh, God. The Nets (laughs) just hit a 50-footer from the kid Thomas. A 50-footer. I mean, literally from the logo. He just hit a logo shot. Game over. It's game over. And I hit the bet, by the way. So anyway, um, have we ever had a worse day, technically, uh, together, ever? We've we've had some bad ones. That, that, that one's probably, if not at the top, it's close to it. So one time, so I, how many times would you say I got knocked off the air today? Uh, it was three TV? or four. Three or four. Okay, well, the one time, the, the worst time was when, like, the cable company was trying to fix it from their end, the technical end. Yeah, they have like a yeah. technical division, like a branch where they can like do it from there and, and test your you know equipment and everything. Guy knocked us right off the air. And that was after I finally got back on the air and everything seemed right. And then like 30 seconds later, I got knocked right off again. That was the last time I ever did it. I mean, at that point, they just said show over. They said, you're done. The, I, my boss goes, go have dinner. That was at 5 o'clock. He's like, go have dinner. That was just the beginning of it. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. All right, so for all events, so anyway, I got, I literally never did the uh, TV show today. No. Because of, uh, I mean, I, I never did it. Carver High you did talk, it. You, you talked to the Corsi. That was Speeds it. did it. And that was embarrassing in itself because 
what I was looking at, I was looking at the camera because uh, my monitor was 30 seconds behind. So imagine uh. looking at the show when, when I usually watch it is live. And I'm looking right at it, and I see the monitor, and it's, you know, live television. This one was 30 seconds delayed. So when I'm talking to him, and he's answering, I'm looking at something 30 seconds later. I mean, it was... I mean, I can't tell you how torturous it was. It was awful. You almost had to to do it like you were doing the radio show. Like, you just couldn't even look at the TV. You just had to have a conversation with him. Well, you tell me, did I pull it off? Because I never looked at it. Once I saw the monitor was, was, was 30 off, I just stared at the camera. If you were watching that, you would have had no idea that you didn't know that because you were just, you were obviously when he was done talking, you'd throw him something else. He would talk. You would go back. There was no slack whatsoever on lo- live end on our end for you and DeCourcy. None. So thank God. But then uh, right after that, uh, I got uh, knocked off again and, and that was the end of me. And I never did the show. Then I, I'm like, I was really upset about it. Yeah. And uh, I got to be honest with you. All right. So like I do. I prepare to show every day with, with Mike and Brian, and, and I work really hard at it. It's not something that I take lightly, right? I The show is prepared to, you know, to the minute, and we do a million things on it, right? Yeah. So for me, it was just an entire wasted day. I, I did all that work for nothing. Like, I literally did, and I mean, it's very disappointing to me. Like, I did it all for nothing, and then... Literally got nothing out of it. Never did the show. Then I like sit down to like have a wonderful pasta dinner. I saw all these people giving me the business, and I'm like, so I, you know, I just eliminated them one by one. You're done. You're, I don't even know you. You're finished. Mute, block, see it. Nice knowing you. Uh, I don't care if you like me or not. You know, you want to. Uh, you, you know, you think it's funny. You, you think this is like, uh, like. It wasn't funny, and it wasn't fun. And I was not having any of it. And then, uh, you know, I never uh, half-ass anything ever. And for me to, like, have that experience tonight where I just couldn't even do anything, it, nothing worked. I mean, literally nothing worked. The, the, <laughs> the entire system crashed. I couldn't get on. It was just the worst day ever. Then I, so I never did it. And then I ate dinner and everything's fine. And Mafia comes over here to fix the uh, problem, and we spend like 500 bucks fixing it, right? And it's still not fixed. And not because of him, not because of it's just still not, it's still not fixed. And I have never in my life dealt with a more painful Mother Pharrellin thing in my life than this equipment that, that I have in the studio that they gave me. I mean, it's just the worst. It's the worst I've ever – I've never experienced anything worse in my life, in my entire career. And it is the most painful waste of time I've ever been through in my life. Then, how about this? Tonight, I, I'm like, all right, well, thank God we can at least do the, the radio show, right? And then I come in to do the radio show. Carver, I tell him what happened. Uh, what, at the beginning when you couldn't hear me? Or I couldn't hear you? No, in the beginning when oh, my, my entire $500 mic stand cracked in half and broke. Cracked. Break. Done. Done. Finished. Chop. My Metallica mic stand cracked right in half. Done. Gone. Snapped right in half. I'm like, I just moved it one inch. Snap, crack, pop, gone. And I'm like, I, I was like, what the Pharrell is happening to me today in here? Is there like a ghost in the room? I'm like, is there is there a spirit? Is there a... 
Is there a paranormal? I mean, what is happening here where I walk, I, I literally walked in the studio twice today and the, it was like a, I mean, the only thing, it, it was disastrous. It was, it was an absolute disastrous day and I'm just fed up with it. Like you have no idea. And believe me, you, I played you a clip of Bob Knight getting mad. That's about how mad I got today. Did you like that clip I played you? That was a good clip. Classic night clip. Un- unairable. Unairable. Can't even air it. No. But did you see how fast he got mad? Yeah. Ooh. On national, or, you know, on television, he did that. That was the end of the Bob Knight show as we know it <laughs> uh, in Bloomington. That show was the last show he ever did. He went right on the air with it, and he literally lit it up. I mean, I mean, he was that the most brutal, violent, scary language you've ever heard come out of a human being's mouth? Yeah, he wasn't happy. And what was he mad about? He was mad because they didn't play defense. And then he started getting – it was – so you know they say implosive explosive disorder is like a – it's like a – remember they said I had that? (laughs) <laughs> they, yeah. they said, like, this, this is like 20, 20 years ago, this shrink told me. Because you remember they made me go to a shrink, and they said I was crazy. And they said, uh, he's definitely crazy because I lit some chick up, and uh, she had it coming. I'll tell you that much. I never, ever, ever, like, took the fall for that that I was wrong. I just refused to admit that I was wrong. I mean, I, I, I'll, I'll admit I'm wrong about anything. Carver, I know. If I'm wrong, I'll just say it. I, I screwed it up. It's my fault. But when you, honestly, when you butcher, uh, when you butcher something as bad as that chick did that day that I got mad, and I was like, <laughs> I lit this chick up like you have no idea. I was like, uh, well, I guess I should just tell the story. But here's what happened. Uh, at the end of the day, uh, they made me go see a shrink. They're like, you're going to go to anger management or you're fired. And I've already been fired 50 times. So I'm like, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, let's see, what option do I have here? Should I go to anger management or should I just take the hit? <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, all right, maybe I should just take the hit and get fired. <clears throat> I don't know. Maybe I'm getting haunted today too, Carver. I, I can't breathe all of a sudden. <laughs> I'm choking to death. Right in the studio. Broken mic, broken show, TV fell, never got on the air. Now I'm coughing. Now I'm coughing. So anyway, um, so what happened was they made me go to see a shrink, and they told me I had implosive explosive disorder. I'm like, I was like, I looked at this dude. I'm like, what is that? He goes, well, you just explode all the time with anger. And I'm like, yeah, I don't do that unless somebody has it coming. I go, I explode. Wait, you'll know when I'm mad. You know, people always say, Carver, you've been around me. What's with him? He's so mad. Carver, I was like, he's not mad at all. Why is he mad? He's not not mad. He's not mad. You'll know when he's mad. (laughs) Like, I I raise my voice, and people people get, like, all caught up in it that I'm mad. And you'll know when I'm mad. But it's not when you think I'm mad, right? So this guy's like, you you know, you got a temper problem. And I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever, doc. And he's like, right now you're doing it. And I'm like, no, I'm not. Yes, you are. You're raising your voice. I'm like, okay, listen, here's what we're going to do here. I'm going to sit here, and then you're going to end up laying on the couch and eating peanuts, okay? Because you're going to be the patient by the time I'm done with you. And that's exactly what happened. I ended up 
I drove this guy nuts. I mean, he was ready to literally jump in a lake by the time I was done with him. Guy asking me all kinds of questions about my mother. It was so funny. Anyway, uh, here's the deal. They told Bob Knight he has that too, right? But, man, I got to tell you, that guy, he knows how to end it right then and there, the problem. I mean, he is just like, boom. I mean, I have never seen anything like that video. I got to send it to you, Carver. It's even better when you watch it, when he blows a gasket. Oh, my God. I mean, his face, when he gets mad, he, he yanks the lav mic off his sweater. Oh, my God. He His face, his whole face cringes in anger like he's going to kill somebody. It's the craziest thing. Now people are clamoring, I'm seeing, that they want me to tell the story about the chick that I lit up. Carver High evaluating now with lawyers whether I should tell the story or not when we come back on the bench. Oh, got Haro next, the, the dog petter. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Ekblad off the saucer feed in overtime. What a And the Panthers come back twice, tie it with a minute left, and win it early in the extra session in Raleigh. Three to two Panthers. Are they going to win the Stanley Cup? They might be the best team in hockey. Or is it the Avalanche, who are playing now against Vegas? Early on in Sin City, right side over to the right corner, into the back, and deep in the net, back over to the left side, up to the top of the point, and the left point, down in the low slab of the shot. Ooh, just wide of the net. <laughs> hey, uh, uh, Rick Haro pets bomb-sniffing dogs when he's not supposed to. He's also a lawyer from Harvard, and is our sports business insider on SportsGrid. And I thought I'd bring him on um, tonight to have some fun. Uh, first of all, Rick, uh, I uh, obviously uh, didn't uh, do the show today because of technical, massive technical problems. Uh, just the, the worst day of my life ever with technical issues on this network. I've been there three years. Worst day ever. I mean... Total collapse, total, just absolute zero out of ten in terms of uh, being able to uh, deal with the issues at hand. Just total collapse of the economy. Yeah, well, so I was, uh, you know, Carver got us through it. Uh, nothing, nothing like you, clearly. I mean, how's that sound? But uh, I was, was watching nice. the. That was nice. Of I was you, wa- right, Mike. Yeah, well, I, I kind of mean it. I kind of mean it. And, and there were, uh, you know, there were what like these. 18 different screens on the stuff. So I saw your meltdown. I saw you de- disrobing. I saw the, you know, I, I, I luckily I, I wasn't able to talk with you because I'm not sure you wanted to talk to me. So, by the way, yeah. wait, 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 everybody. So on NBC right now, Angela Ruggiero is on, you don't care, but I do. She's a contributor to the book. She was a women's hockey hall of famer, hockey hall of famer. 
she was you know part of the gold medal team. They're leading into the gold medal, and the NBC folks are getting her opinion. And she's a wonderful analyst. And those who are not watching you, listening to you, ought to watch NBC. But you know, only after our segment's over. All right. So um, uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> anyway. Wanna, yeah, I, you're you're Olympic well, I, I, Olympic I, I guy. Listen, I, I don't even care about it. Like, not even one percent of what you just said to me. Not even like less than. I know. Less than. 1%. I'm sorry. So I have yeah. no idea. You talked about some chick. She's famous. <laughs> Great. I'm sitting here. I'm I'm contemplating whether I tell my story, uh, Carver High, about the chick that I lit up, uh, that got me in trouble years ago, uh, in my career. I I think Haro even knows the story. But uh, it, 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 uh, it related to Gary Bettman, too, even. That was part of the story. And, uh, or do I, I save it till later? And I, well, I now you've got to tell it now. You, 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 you told 40% of it, so you got to go ahead. Well, I didn't really tell any of it at all. But well, you set it up, was, so tell it. Well, so what happened was is that uh, I told the story because we I played, a, I played a clip to Carver High of Bob Knight having a meltdown. And, I mean, this was one of the greatest meltdowns in the history of television. When he snapped after a game on television in Bloomington, and it was like the last time he ever did a TV show ever uh, until he went to, you know, at Indiana. At Indiana, it was like the last time he ever – had a, a meltdown, and it was so unbelievable that, like, when you watch it, your just face falls right off your face. When you watch it, you're just like, he is the devil. Like, when you watch this, you're like, that is Satan himself. Uh, when you see this guy lose his temper. And so I told the story of, I said, one night, I said, one night I lost my temper. And I, I don't, people think I get mad all the time, and I don't. But my wife and kids think I get mad all the time. But they know me better, and they know that when I raise my voice, it's one thing. When I'm mad, it's another thing. Like when I'm really mad, uh, you'll know it. Like it's there's a big difference between me yelling or raising my voice or being mad. And one day I was at I was at work, and I won't say where, but because uh, I don't want to get drudge up lawsuits. So I was <laughs> oh, at boy. work one day, and I was supposed to do an interview with Gary Bettman, and it was a really big interview. And they, he was coming over to do the interview in New York, and uh, it was all set up. And uh, it, it was all set up perfectly. Everything was perfect. It was going to be like a very big interview, and it was going to be uh, on TV and everything else. And it was going to be huge. It was like an hour thing. And so um, right before the interview, literally five minutes before the guy's coming up the elevator, uh, this chick's like, yeah, uh, we're going to have to move this. This this isn't going to work. We're, we're going to move it. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, let me tell you something. We're not moving anything. <laughs> I was like, you are tripping. They're not going to be moving anything. You get out of here. You're not, we're done with you. I mean, you are finished. Get away from me. You're bad luck. Get out. Get the F out. I'm done. I'm not moving anything. I've had it with all your bad ideas. You you got a lot of, you must be, you think you've got like some kind of nerve or something that you're going to end this three minutes before the guy's going to be here? You must be tripping. And then all of a sudden, this chick started crying. I was like, oh, no. 
I was like, oh, no. Was Not like, the first time you've made a woman cry. Well, Won't be the last. I was in big trouble. And I went. I, and what was horrible about <laughs> it was is that I was actually, I, like, was friends with her. I knew her. Like, I've known her for a long time. And I was like, oh, no. Like, honestly, like, seriously, really, you're, you're not going to start crying, are you? <laughs> I was like, I go, is it really that bad? I was like, honestly, I mean, come on. I go, I'm sorry. You can't really, is it really that bad? You're really going to, all right, she's really going to do it. She's going to melt down completely. So then, so Gary came in. I did the interview. No one would have ever known. No one would have ever known. It was the greatest interview of my career. So then I go back afterwards, and I saw her, and I was like, listen. You know, we've been friends for a long time. Like, honestly, I, it was not about, like, you. It was about, we're not moving this interview. We're not, we're, we're not moving where we're doing it. On, on national television, we're not doing it. And that's what it was about. And I would never, I would never try to make you cry. And the chick's like, don't worry about it. It's not a big deal. It's nothing. Let it go. I'm like, I can't. I feel horrible. I, I feel terrible. I would never try to make you hurt your feelings or make you cry. I feel awful. Don't worry about it. It's over. 20 minutes later, I'm in the president's office of the company. And the guy's like, I don't know who you think you are, hot shot, but you're going to anger management or you're fired. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. And he's like, do I look like I'm kidding? And I was like, I got to tell you, I'm having a bad day. I woke up in a good mood. I don't know what the hell happened. And, uh, you know, I, I did the interview of my life. And then I got this chick melts down in front of me. And then they forced me to go to see some shrink. And I told you what I did to the shrink. I turned him into a gerbil eating, peanut eating. He, he was sitting upside down, like eating like nuts on a sofa by the time I was done with him. But all I know is the chick never talked to me again as long as I lived. I thought you were good friends. Well, until then. Well, until then. Well, you know, we were, but that was the end of that. Like, she never talked to me yeah. ever again. Ever. Not yeah. once. Ever yeah. again. And then, so now, I, like, I'm walking around like I'm the devil, right? And I'm just like, oh, here we go. But all I know is, the day I did that, I blew a gasket. And I got to tell you, I don't regret it. Because I was right, and I stand by it. You cannot have a national television audience waiting to do this interview at the set we had it set up. And then all of a sudden you want to move it down the hall to what, the bathroom? And I'm like, what are you doing? Does I mean, Gary know about this? Stupid. Does Gary know about knew, this? But they knew. He never knew, but they knew. And they were okay. like, I was like, don't even tell me I'm wrong. I said, I'm wrong because I made her cry. I'm not wrong because of, uh, that, that we should have moved it with two minutes before the guy's getting out of the elevator. Well, by the way, Gary like, Bettman really... I'm not... I don't regret it at all. Gary Bettman really... I don't remember. I don't regret anything else. Nothing else. Gary Bettman really respects you. you. I go, listen, I can't even believe I did the interview for an hour after what I went through and what she went through, whatever. All I know is it was a bad day. It was a really bad day. And I just remember I, I went and did it. I went, I went and did what they said. I had to go to see the shrink... And I did it. Uh, but, you know, I even said earlier in the show, I, I thought about not doing it because I've already been fired 20 times. I'm like, let's look at the situation here, Rick. As a lawyer, I was like, should I just take the hit and go? Because I'm not going to change my opinion of what I did because I, 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 you don't move the interview. I mean, 
we're not doing this today. We're moving it down the hall or we're going to cancel it because we've got something else more important. No, you don't. You, it's the commissioner you, of the National Hockey League. Get you know, you Boom. you know that Gary Bettman respects you because uh, you know he's told me that he's told you that. Does he know that you uh, he you call, he called uh, uh, you to go to anger management? No, no. But at least you know I'm not a wussy. <laughs> I tell the story. Most people that I know in this business uh, would never admit that that happened to them or that they had to go to uh, anger management or see a shrink or that they were going to get fired. I've told every story that ever happened to me in my career about getting fired. 50,000 times over. I'm not afraid to tell that story either. And I also uh, refuse to change my opinion of how I handled it. I'm like, listen, you're an idiot. Get out of my way. We're not moving it. I don't care what you think of me. We'll come back and talk about sports business and petting dogs. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. So uh, that happened to me, like, uh, I did that, whatever, like, like something like 20 years ago. And, uh, and uh, you know, uh, I have to say that I went to that. Um, it, it, it did nothing for me whatsoever. Um, it did not make me a nicer person. <laughs> it did not make me pleasant. It did not make me happy. It did not change me. It did not help my marriage. It did not make me a better father. It did not make me go to church and find God and, you know, give money to the Catholics. I mean, it just, I was like, uh, I'm not taking any of it back. Kiss my ass. Boom. Bob Knight style. You got, sometimes you just have to, you know, go through it. And just deal with it and, and not change your not change your ways. Listen, I'm telling you, uh, I've never seen anything like that guy get mad. And I was around him for five years. And I, you think I get mad? I thought I got mad and set the standard. That guy blows me away. If I played that clip right now for Rick Haro, I'll send it to him. He won't be able to sleep tonight. If, if I send him that clip right now, Haro won't sleep tonight. His dog will start yelping. That's how that's how crazy that dude is. Anyway, Rick, um, I have to ask you, uh, uh, this Olympic doping scandal is so unbelievable to me. It is beyond reproach for me to even absorb that these and let's just get down right uh, to the gist of it. The Russians dope and cheat. And, and I mean, what don't they do in the world? They start wars. They hack people. They steal. They're dirty. Uh, they're, they're I mean. Does anyone like them on the face of the earth? And then in sports, they cheat like no other in the history of sports. No one cheats more than the Russians. And and what's amazing is they get away with it. They're st- they still go to the Olympics and compete in everything. They just change the name of the teams. I mean, it is unbelievable to me what they're getting away with. Murder at these Olympic Games. The Olympics stand for nothing. That they, IOC lets these scum do this. I don't care. That chick doped and she shouldn't be skating for medals yeah well the uh the uh the 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 timing of the test 
didn't do anybody any favors, you know, because the verdict was announced, you know, just ahead of of her uh, first first round of of skating, and the uh, the the banned heart medication flagged a week ago, and you know the 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 story of I guess she mistakenly took her grandfather's heart medication. I, I, you know, we'll leave that to the world to decide whether that's true or not, right? But the bottom line is, you take a look at all of the tweets all over the skating world in the last two days, and the skaters and the skating industry are pretty dramatic folk anyway. Not that it's not deserved, but I've never seen anything like it. You know, the sport's dead, credibility's gone, we can't take it, why are we even competing? That kind of stuff. Not good for the sport. Uh, actually, uh, I just want to say, Carver Hyde just, uh, just said into my ear privately. You couldn't hear him on the air, but he just said privately in my ear. Can I, I hope he's okay with me repeating this. He said, I have stolen my uh, mother-in-law's Valiums over 100 times from her medicine cabinet. Told you not to say anything. Oh, all right. Well, that. I mean. Don't say anything. It's really. <laughs> yeah. It's the same kinda, thing as that kinda... chick eating her grandfather's heart medication. I mean, grandma's <laughs> Valiums are awesome. Everyone loves them. I mean, it helps yeah. sleep. I, I mean, know. Come on, it's kind of, it's it's kind of it's kind of bad that you broke the secret between grand, grand uh, grandson and grandma. That that's not that's not very nice of you. Yeah, it's really. Well, nice. I mean, uh, mother's little helper. Everybody's doing it, and she goes <laughs> running for the shelter of her mother. Not really nice of you. And to help that's her right. through her day. <laughs> Rolling Stones. You remember that one? Uh, that was when uh, Haro was cool at Harvard. He used to listen to Mick and the boys. All right. Um, uh, Super Bowl Sunday was an incredible day for all betting companies. FanDuel uh, made a billion dollars. FanDuel made a lot of money that we don't even know what the number is. But, you know, the public number is that over 7 million bets on the Superdome Bowl through the FanDuel Sportsbook alone. You know, they're in 550 markets. It's incredible. And the props carry the day. I mean, you and I both know that people who don't know if a football is stuffed or blown up like betting on the color of Gatorade and who wins the coin flip. And so anybody can do it. And some people lucked out on having OBJ score the first touchdown. So it was incredible. It'll be over $2 billion uh, when all told. Uh, the FanDuel people predicted before yesterday or Sunday would be the most bet day in history. That's a no-brainer. That's easy, and it happened. And uh, the the viewing numbers, the ratings were phenomenal on the Super Bowl per usual. Uh, President Biden said that the NFL hasn't lived up to the commitment to hire more black coaches. I just think, you know... Um, that's obvious. Thanks, Captain Obvious. But I have to yeah. say, um, maybe he should spend a little more time trying to do, you know, maybe something right <laughs> at his job. <laughs> maybe he should. Well, how like, about this? Maybe do something, you know, anything, anything. Do anything, like anything. Like do anything there, right there, listen, worrying about there, the there, NFL. Well, but there's a tradition, as you know, uh, to interview the president on the network that's carrying the game before the game. It's happened over the last, what, nine of them. And it's supposed to be a little lighter. This was a time that he took to state the obvious, that 71% of the players are non-white, but there are only a few non-white head coaches. And we all got it. I mean, you saw Rogers' press conference last Wednesday. He was uh, trying to lay the hammer down. But it's not words. It's what happens. I mean, do we change the Rooney rule? Do you have some meaningful uh, uh, meetings as opposed to not meaningful? Do you dock teams? 
draft choices and fines. Fines don't work as much as draft choices. So we'll have to see that, how that all shakes out. I mean, you know, speaking of idiots, uh, Donald Trump uh, <laughs> promises to ban transgender women from sports if reelected. Um, if he is reelected, I'm uh, I'm moving to Germany. Yeah, well, so uh, I'm glad I'm glad this is not a political show. Having called the current and former presidents idiots, and within a minute, but you know, the good thing about I mean, all of this both, is they, that I mean, they both are. You can't even argue. Okay, well. Well, but 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 here's the guy here's in the office thing. now is senile, and the other one was the worst tragedy in that. I mean, he made Nixon look like a pimp. Well, let me tell you about the transgender stuff that's uh, happening, whether he supports it or not. Ten states have enacted those measures. Seventeen are considering it, and whether you like it or not, this is one of those deals that seems to be generating some momentum. And I don't know what's right and I don't know what's wrong, but it's got to be done with science, not politics. Uh, NFL owners uh, want, it, it appears, they want Daniel Snyder gone. Yeah, well, this couldn't have come at a worse time. The whole new Washington Post article after the $10 million fine from the old article. And the accusation is using cheerleaders in inappropriate ways and on and on and on. So there's a lot of discussion about taking teams away after three-quarters votes. Now, that had happened, doesn't happen. If something like that happens, it's because there's some kind of backroom pressure to force a sale. A lot of owners are not happy, obviously, for a lot of reasons, because we realize that as one team loses value, everybody loses value. We actually have uh, a lot of pictures that we've posted on Twitter of you drinking five uh, Bombay gin and tonics uh, out at dinner the other night. Also to the point where when we got uh, back to the media center, um, you had a nice buzz going enough to uh, bypass the woman telling you don't touch the uh, bomb-sniffing dogs. Rick proceeded to pet all of the bomb-sniffing <laughs> dogs. And we also have photos of that. I, I was really impressed. Like, the, the onions you have to bet, you know, really just lay it all on the line and, and pet all the bomb-sniffing dogs that you're not allowed well, to but touch was really my I, I, favorite has, part of the trip to L.A. It has nothing to do with how much uh, I have to drink. I love those dogs. They get taken home by their handlers. They are the nicest animals. And when you get in their faces, they're kind of shocked because they don't get enough love. So every bomb-sniffing dog I see, I get down on the ground, and I stick my face right in their face. Okay? And obviously I'm not, I'm not carrying explosive material or I'd be in jail. And they need love. Bomb-sniffing dogs need love. Let's start a petition. Unbelievable. I put those pictures on my uh, Twitter feed, by the way. You can see it for yourselves. I also have pictures of him on his fifth gin, uh, and he's singing uh, there's uh, no Christmas carols in the middle of February. There's a second, there's uh, a second gin, and I didn't sing. But that's, other than that, that's, that's absolutely stop accurate. Stop lying. Stop lying. Everyone at that dinner had six drinks. Uh, New York's record-setting uh, mobile hall for betting also brought a surge in problem gambling calls. Looks like there's all kinds of people in New York with gambling problems now. Well, that's not a shocker, but the 46% uptake uptick was because there are a whole lot of opportunities for people to call in and they say they want help. So FanDuel and DraftKings and Caesars and BetMGM and PointsBet and WinBet and BetRivers, all of the partners in New York, laid the line open, wanted to make sure that that is an opportunity, 
And you don't know if everybody's going to get help that needs it, but it is a public display that they want to do something about the problem. Oh, I, I, you know, don't bet. Okay, here's the deal. Um, this story, <laughs> yeah. this, well, this story, yeah. this story is my favorite. You know, Nancy Reagan, just say no. Uh, here we go. Uh, uh, this is my favorite story. So today, I went to see my um, urologist and uh, my. You know, the guy that does also my uh, prostate exam every year, the esteemed Dr. Garden, who replenishes my tomato supply every August when he, you know, puts away the uh, summer tools in the shed and goes into my garage and makes sure everything's (laughs) packed away for the winter. Uh, He told me today after I had my swollen onions, uh, after having E. coli in my satchel page, I had my follow-up exam today with a, uh, you know, just a very uncomfortable procedure, and I did pass with flying colors. And the last thing he said to me when I left was, um, you know that sponsor years you had with the underwear with the uh, satchel, like, holder in them? I'm like, oh, you mean those Frigos? He goes, yeah. You need to start wearing those when you play basketball. You need to secure your onions in your underwear or wear a jock strap because he is convinced that my uh, multiple days of playing basketball every day, every week, and the pounding I do with free onion flowing underwear and not protecting my onions caused my damage to my epiditis, uh, which is a long strand that controls your sperm productivity in males. That's what it did. It, it, it got infected. And he said, from now on, I have to wear a a jock strap or, or underwear with a secure satchel patch. And I'm like, I have those underwears. And then I saw your story about Kentucky basketball uh, tracking lower body muscle fatigue with a partnership with Strive Shorts Wearable. They sound like the kind of company I need to be wearing that underwear to protect my grapefruits. Yeah, but but after alienating every current and elected president, and I'm not sure you're you're sponsorable, but that 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 that's okay. This is a company that has stuff sewn into the compression shorts, and they analyze muscle activity in athletes' hamstrings and glutes and quadriceps. And you do need that. I was looking at the release, uh, not the uh, ham. Hamstring, glutes, quadriceps, and onions. I, I don't know how that got in here, yes. but but it but it but it by, but it talks way, about all four of them. The way, by the way, Rick, <laughs> uh, you think I'm talking bad about these fantastic politicians that you seem to be enamored with? I just want to I'm not some, I'm just, story about no. a politician. Uh, Anthony, we don't have time. Is now doing you a radio time. show with Curtis oh, okay. Sleva in New York City on ABC uh, after his, you know, multitude of photos of his package that he sent to teenagers. You're the best. What a career Bye. that guy's having. Thanks, Rick. <laughs> ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. So, Carver High, I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, team call tomorrow afternoon. 
when I'm uh, spending the whole day trying to just get the uh, show on, you know, just yeah. can, we, can we, you know, like I'm, I'm, my, my goal is to just be able to broadcast the TV show tomorrow. Right. <laughs> I just, I don't know about all these other meetings, you know, I'll be on uh, the, I mean, I'll be on the train. So I'll, uh, I'll have to listen in from the LIRR. Well, there you go. I mean, uh, they're lucky I looked at my email. <laughs> I mean, I do that about once a week. So I just looked and saw that I was supposed to go to some meeting. I can't wait for that. You know, I, I'm a big fan of meetings. I got to like spend more time. I, oh, I mean, I, I you know, it's just one of the great delicacies in life, I think. It just a, an appreciation to uh, what I, I just – I can't get enough of listening to people's, you know – uh, ideas. So I can't wait for that. You know, I might even shower for that. You know what I mean? I, mm. I might Why? take a shower before uh, that meeting. Cleanse yourself off before you before you call in. You know, just get cleaned up before the big meeting, so I can learn and it's right hear before some the show. Fresh ideas. So you, you gotta you gotta freshen up anyway. You know, get some fresh ideas in me, like a cleansing. It's like a baptism. Hmm. I think that'll be good for me. A lot of wisdom. I can feel it coming. I, I can just feel it coming right now. I'm now watching the Jazz and Lakers after I watched the Avalanche uh, Vegas first period. I tried to watch the hockey game to see how Jack Eichel did. You'll have to let me know because I watched the entire period and I didn't even know he was on the team. It's Pharrell on a bench.